Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L. And I'm Hannah D. And we're your host. This podcast is a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast, you can reach our booking team by texting this number, 919-675-1058, or join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash the Anon podcast, T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to fellowship with other guests and listeners. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with step work, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as an additional resource towards our collective growth as addicts in recovery. This podcast does not represent NA and is not affiliated with NA as a whole. We are simply addicts who are seeking the message of recovery by discussing NA literature together. Nothing more and for sure nothing less. We are grateful to be of service and to give back to our fellowship by helping facilitate this podcast. Now let's get started. Hello, everybody. I am an addict named Michael. This is just a day reading for April 29th, What If? Living just for today relieves us of the burden of the past and the fear of the future. If we learn to take whatever actions are necessary and leave the results to the hands of our higher power. Basic text, page 94. In our active addiction, fear of the future of what might happen was a reality for many of us. What if we got arrested? lost our jobs, our, sp sponsor, our spouse died, we went bankrupt, on and on, and on and on and on. It wasn't unusual for us to spend hours, even whole days, thinking about what might happen. We played out entire conversations and scenarios before they even occurred, then charted the course of, on the basis of what if. By doing this, we set ourselves up for disappointment. From listening in meetings, we learned that living in the present, not in the world of what if, is the only way to short circuit our self-fulfilling prophecies of doom and gloom. We can only deal what, with what is real today, not our, not our fearful fantasies of the future. Coming to believe that our higher power has only the best in store for us is the one way we can combat the fear. We hear in meetings that our higher power won't give us more than we can handle in one day. As we know, know from experience that if we ask, the God of our, we come to understand will surely care for us. We stay clean through adverse situations by practicing our faith in the care of a power greater than ourselves. Each time we do, we become less fearful of what if and more comfortable with what is. Just for today, I will look forward to the future with with faith in my higher power. Thank you very much. In today's episode, we'll discuss the Just for Today meditation with our guest, Allison M. Hey, Allison, welcome back to the Anonymous Podcast. Hey, Douglas, how are you? Yeah, I'm really good. I'm glad you could take some time and, and uh, speak with us today. Could you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and can you give your home group a shout out? Yeah, absolutely. It's good. I'm really glad to be back. Um, my clean date is June 4th of 2011. I live in the greater Cincinnati area. That's where I attend meetings. And my home group is Dark Side of the Spoon. And that meets on Tuesday nights. All right. Thanks, Allison. Let's transition to the just for today. Can you share your thoughts on what if? Yeah. So um, this reading is really appropriate um, for the past year of my recovery. Um, 
you know, I've, I've made decisions to get into relationships with people in Narcotics Anonymous and, and those individuals haven't stayed clean. And, um, living for today is, is literally the only thing that I've been able to do that provides me some sort of freedom and relief from, um, fear and like this lack of control that I, you know, all I want is control 95% of the time in my life and control is just an illusion. And when I simplify that and I look at the fact that all I have is today, um, it provides me some relief and it provides me some freedom. And right here in the reading, it says living just for today relieves the burden of the past and the fear for the future. And so I'm so, um, I can so quickly get caught up in what the future is going to look like. And, um, over the summer when I became a single mom, I was so afraid to be a single mom. I was so afraid to do parenting alone and I didn't know what that was going to look like. And so I, I didn't just have to live just for today. I had to live moment for moment. And that's been such a theme throughout my whole recovery, really, because when I first got clean, it, it wasn't, it was like, how am I going to live life without the use of drugs? How, mm-hmm. how am I going to celebrate my 21st birthday clean in recovery? Mm-hmm. How am I going to, you know, live life without using? And all I kept being told by the, by the old timers was all you have to do is stay in today, Allison, simplify it just for today. And it relieves the burden, you know? Do you find yourself, do you find yourself getting caught up with, you know, being consumed with what, what, what tomorrow has, what next week has in store, you know, what, what next month, like, you know, when when you're, um, when you're caught up in what the future has and a little bit of fear, if you, if you identify that within yourself, could you share on some action items that, that kind of correct that to snap you back into saying, okay, let me, let me, let me get centered today. Yeah. So two, two things come up when, when you, when you ask that question. And the first one is the importance of a solid network. Um, Mm -hmm. It's really important for me to consistently check in with the people that are in my life, whether that's my sponsor or the, the foundation of men and women that have been through my journey with me and checking in with them as minimal as it can be is just, you know, telling somebody the thoughts that are going through my head. Um, and then telling somebody the good things that are going on too, you know, like in the beginning I had to get in this habit of just consistently checking my feelings in with someone. And that got, um, me in the habit of keeping in touch with people. So when life shows up for me or has shown up for me, it's been really easy for me to stay in contact with people in my life that are in recovery. Um, and so that's, that's the first thing. And then, um, the second thing is like, tapping into this belief in God, this trust in God that like my higher power has never put me in a position where I didn't have everything that I needed. It might not have been Mm. what I wanted and it usually isn't what I want, but it's what I need. Um, so tapping into my network, tapping into, to my relationship with my higher power, those two things are so important when I, when I get in fear about the future. Yeah, you know, I identify with a lot of that too. Is is um, I became a single father. This is, maybe, I guess, ten years now, 10, 11 years ago, something like this. And, um, you know, their mom, I, I too, like you, you know, I chosen to get into a relationship with somebody in recovery, and we we were both coming up on eight, nine, ten years, something like this. And she had relapsed. We have two kids, um, and they were both, you know, in diapers. One was in pullers, one was in diapers at the time, and then you know, through detox and then longer term facilities and her journey over the next few years, 
left it with me and the boys. And, um, and you're exactly right. You know, a day at a time really wasn't on the cars, man. It was like, it was like, okay, I need to make it until lunch. You know what I mean? I need to get these kids some lunch. And then after that, it was like, okay, it's nap time. Then now I need to get to dinner and then it's bath time. And then, you know, I needed to break it down into that, but you're, but, and I hope the listeners appreciate this. You hit on a gold mine is like, look, I need to, to be connected with my people. My need to, you know, when, when nothing else works, like pouring into other people and having them pour into me, like that's the relief, you know, that, that, that I can have no matter what the context of my life and the, what, what the, the situation is, my linking up with somebody else, man, has always been a saving grace in my recovery, you know? And so go ahead and, and, and then I have a follow-up on that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. You know, I, I can remember on some of my hardest days in the beginning of being kind of like thrown into single parenthood in like after some traumatic experiences, um, I, I would just make, it would be like, okay, let's get till lunchtime moment by moment. I would put my AirPods in and I would take the kids out and like, just walk in the woods, walk around the yard and keep the kids mm. occupied so that I could talk on the phone. And I was on the phone from the time I woke up until the time I went to bed at night because it was that connection. Mm. And even if it wasn't just me talking about me, but me being of service to somebody else and listening to their stuff got me out of my own, you know? So Allison, let me ask you this. Um, I know that you went through, you know, something that, uh, you know, a real tragic, you know, uh, event recently and, and stuff like this. So, um, you know, and with that, could you, you know, as much as you want to, you know, as much as you you're, you're comfortable with, can you speak to that and, and having some time clean, you know, what does, what does that look like of like, damn, it, this, this is a, this is a tough situation. Okay. What are my action items? You know, because I think sometimes like we get in our mind is like, you know, if I'm staying clean and I'm putting in the footwork, nothing bad is going to happen to me. Like, isn't that the car salesman pitch, you know, that sometimes we hear is like, you know, no, look, man, it's, it's, it's all, you know, it's all good. But sometimes, man, it, there's some things that happen that sting. <clears throat> so could you, could you, you know, maybe speak to that? Yeah, I, I thought that when I got clean, I literally thought that if I stopped using that life was going to be really good for the rest of my life. And um, I got clean so young, man, that I've had more tragedy happen in the past nine and a half, almost 10 years of my recovery than I've had in my whole life. Right. And, um, you know, so, so my daughter's father, like he just, he wouldn't stop using man. And, um, you know, he died, um, March 22nd as a direct result of the disease of addiction. And, um, you know, this, this fear of the future, um, has been really, really prevalent in my life today because I'm so afraid of what it's going to look like for my daughter to grow up without a father. Um, and, and, and I, I'm so quick to go down this rabbit hole of imagining all of these different conversations that I'm going to have to have with her and all of these different experiences that she's going to have to go through where she's not going to have her dad present. And, um, at the end of the day, man, like all I have is today. All I can worry about is today. Mm -hmm. Just for today, she's a one-year-old baby who does not understand or have any kind of concept of the fact that her dad's not here. And I don't have to walk through this journey right now. And I definitely don't have to walk through it alone. You know, um, one of the most helpful things in the past couple months has been the women that have approached me with experience and um, like listening to the hope that they that they have 
um, it just, it reestablishes my faith in the program. It reestablishes my hope in Narcotics Anonymous that it doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what doesn't happen. It doesn't matter. One, I don't have to use no matter what. And two, all I have to do is stay in today, try not to cause harm, stay clean and try to be the best person that I can. You know, that's all I've got, man. That's it. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's good, man. That's good. And, and there's, there's a piece that comes, you know, with that. And, and, and my sponsor, Paul, you know, he, he talks a lot about um, if we unpack the serenity prayer, you know, we're first asking for the serenity, you know, to accept the things that we can't change. Right. And, and so it's like, I, I, I go to the higher power and say, not, you know, allow me to accept, you know, all this stuff so I can feel some peace. It's the, it's the opposite. It's saying, Hey, will you call my spirit higher power, please call my spirit enough that I can accept these things. And when I start looking at it like that, it's like, okay, yeah, you know, I can take some tough, you know, some tough situations and come in, in the, in the awakening of my spirit has been, I don't have to be alone in it. I just don't have to be, man. I don't have to be in the, in the things. And here's another trippy thing uh, is the things that I don't want to like be transparent about. Like, hey, man, I'm clean too long to feel this way, right? You know, that whole deal, you know, like, like I, I should be a lot further along than this or, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Those are the exact things. Whenever I kick it to somebody, bro, it's like cement. It's like soul cement. You know, it, it makes me close with that person. That person, close. It's, it, it, it bonds us. And, um, um, but the logical mind says, bro, if, if you know this about me, you know, say, man, get the fuck out of here. I don't want, you know, I don't want you in my life. But the opposite happens, you know, cause, so, so Allison, we have some folks listening now who, who are on this journey and who, who are, who are struggling with that aspect that you're talking about, you know, that, that my check-ins with people, um, could you speak to them and, and, and how, how do we get to, how do we get to overcome saying, I got trust issues, right? Who doesn't, right? You know, like, <laughs> let's put that out there. Cause like, right. okay, who doesn't, you know what I mean? Because we're broken. Like who, who, who doesn't have it? So like, how do we you know, how do we, as a person with, you know, trust issues, neglect issues, you know, you, you, you fill the issue in and we have it. How do I say, look, man, let me, let me get transparent with you and you can get transparent with me and let's grow together. Like, what does that look like? So this is what I always, I always tell newcomers and I always tell my newer sponsees. Step work is so important for so many different things, right? One of the things that has been most helpful for me, especially in early recovery, is that if I'm working a step, I have a perfect conversation starter for somebody new. Because I, I was so afraid to just call somebody and say, hey, got your number at the meeting last night. My name's Allison. How are you? Like, I just felt so goofy <laughs> doing that. But if I had specific questions to ask them, like, hey, I'm working a first step what does the principle of surrender look like to you? Hmm. Like if I, if I can go into that conversation with a direct question or like, how did you find a sponsor? Um, how did you get over your trust issues when you got clean? Hmm. It like, it gives a theme to the conversation. And for me, it's always made it a lot easier to get vulnerable and a lot easier to build those relationships because I have some direction when I'm walking into those conversations that, that give me fear. Um, that's what I tell my, that's what I tell people. That's what I tell newer people. I think that, um, if I have specific questions that I can ask, I mean, cause you know, just as well as I do, if a newcomer calls you, man, I love when newcomers call me cause they don't a whole love lot, it. you know, right. and I, I, I don't stop talking in the conversation right. for real. Cause I'm so excited <laughs> right. that the newcomer called, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, 
just do just pick up the phone man like i remember when i was getting mm-hmm. high if you told me that the dude down the street in the abandoned building in the basement in the dark in the back hallway if you went back there he had some good dope i walk, <laughs> i walked my happy ass all the way to the abandoned building in the basement in the dark and went looking for some dope look that and now that, i'm scared so to call right, somebody in right. an a. come on man come on <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And I'm, I'm so glad you bring that out, too, because that's what when I hear folk and I know a little bit about your story and to hear you say, like, you know, you had some fear going on to, to cause it was like, 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 just like you said, it, you know, that, that doesn't add up. Like, let's take a step back. Let's look at where we came from and, and uh, making a phone call. That's light work. Right. Yeah. It just is. Man. Get to a meeting yeah. that that's like just work. do it. You know, <laughs> that's how it was fit to me when I got clean. Mm. It was OK. I don't care about how you feel about mm. doing it. I'm mm. not asking you how you feel about calling somebody or working steps so or getting good. a sponsor. So do it. I'm telling you to do it. And I just, I mean, I was out of mm. options when I got here and I was willing to do whatever I needed to do to do to feel a part of and to stay clean. So I called, I worked the steps. I just did, you know. And in, in, in a day clean is one. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that that's yeah. the payoff. Like that's what, yeah, we have to follow it up with that. Is like, look, do do this stuff and, and keep your eye on the prize, man. It's freedom. Like, that's what Absolutely. we're doing. You know, that's what we're right. doing. Here it is. Here is freedom. All right, Allison, look, thanks for taking your time. Let me ask you this um, this this one last question. I know you're a returning guest and, and you already told us about, you know, what you would say to yourself just getting clean. So um, so how about this? Could you share with us? And this is what what Dawn appeal on the basic uh uh, text study. She she hit us with this question. So so let me pass it on to you. Um, why do you keep coming back and participating in your recovery? So I keep coming back and participate in my recovery for a couple different reasons. One, I love watching people's lives transform. I love watching a newcomer pick up a white key tag and watch them the light turn on in their eyes. I love watching them be of service. I love watching their life completely transform because of the work that they put in a narcotics anonymous that shit juices me up that shit gets me high today i love it the other reason is that i've got um some solid people in my life my life is narcotics anonymous and if i didn't Mm. keep participating in my recovery i I wouldn't i wouldn't have friends i wouldn't have i wouldn't have anybody Mm. you know and and i'm not willing to risk losing that or giving that away um and, and then the last thing is like, I still have a lot of work to do. You know, the longer I've stayed clean, the more I've peeled back on this onion and, and, and realized some of my defects that are really ingrained in my spirit, man, that I haven't been aware of until most recently. And, and I want to, I want to work on that stuff. So I've still got work to do and, and I'm, and I'm good with it because if I, if I felt like I had arrived and I felt like I was like this perfect version of myself why still write? Why still pray? Why still reach out? So I'm grateful there's still work to do, you know? Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. We encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Until next time, we are your hosts, Hannah D. And Douglas L. Namaste and God bless. Mm -hmm.